Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Entrepreneur, the podcast that's all about the untold stories behind business with me, Robin Vinter. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you can catch episodes one to four on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search Entrepreneur. This week, we're looking at the struggle of getting a fledgling business off the ground and what happens when you quit your job to run a startup, only to discover the only way isn't up. In fact, cliche alert, entrepreneurship, just like life, is a roller coaster, often with as many downs as there are ups. Now the roller coaster is going up, but you know, at points it was plunging down, going in circles, all over the all over the shop. So yeah, just had a very varied, exciting journey. Some some parts there were parts where I would, you know, look at a computer and get cold sweat. Oh my god, this just really happened. <laughs> that just happened. And then there's other times like, wow, I can't believe this is happening in a positive way. The voice you're hearing is that of Sandip Sekon, a serial entrepreneur who found out the hard way that no matter how hard you work, the rug can be pulled from under your feet at any time and more than once. To look at him now, he has two successful websites on the go and another to be launched in January. You'd think he was a born entrepreneur, but he actually started off wanting to be an investment fund manager. He was pretty committed too. He did a degree in business finance and even went back to university to do a master's. I went, splashed out loads of money, did the master's, then got the job that I hoped I would get and then didn't like it. <laughs> so, so it was, you know... The first couple of years, you know, I had all that enthusiasm, but then as time went on, I was like, do I really want to do this? I would look at the the personal lives of the people that were doing the role, you know, that, that ultimately I was working up towards, and it just didn't seem like it was something that I could do forever. As it happened, Sandip wanted to have a life, to do martial arts and see his friends, and he discovered this just wasn't compatible with being an investment fund manager. So at that point, I made the decision okay, if I, if I want to change things, I need to do something different. And for as long as I can remember, I've always been thinking up ideas like, well, oh God, this would make millions or this would be great. And so I was a bit apprehensive about physical business because I thought it's going to take too much time. I can't stop something I can really do that well in my spare time. And me just being me, I just love everything about the internet. You know, the way of being able to reach such an amazing number of people and um, <clears throat> just having such a massive market, whereas if I was to have a, a physical business in a small location, you kind of restrict it to the vicinity around you. In, in some cases, if you distribute internationally, it's a different story, but I didn't have a clue about that. All I knew is that I liked the internet. <laughs> I liked learning about the internet, about Google, about how search works and everything. So I thought, okay, let me take a crack at this. He had one idea that he thought was great. I thought I had this marvellous idea. You, you must have heard of Money Saving Expert in the UK. That's, yeah. the one of the, that's, big, that's the biggest personal finance site. And I thought, let me create something similar, but, but have it, you know, use my expertise in investing and trading and have it, have it slanted a bit to, more towards that. So I started create, creating content and I was thinking, okay, this could be my launch date. Um, if I tackled it now, I'd do it totally different. But back then, I thought, let me just create the most amazing site possible that I can possibly create and then release it to the world. So I must have spent at least a year and a half just creating content. Content, And by this point, I had created about 150 or 200 pages of detailed content, detailed guides on, guides on every aspect 
of finance, trading, personal finance, saving money, making money. So in the process, I learned a hell of a lot myself as well because I was going through that process of researching everything to produce the best content. But the problem was the the, the scope of my the, the scope of my project kept increasing. I was thinking. I could make this subject even better by now talking about this, now talking about this, and that cycle never ended. So what happened? Yeah, you guessed it. So despite all that work, you know, my mind-numbing number of hours, I used to come back from work and I used to go straight to the computer, I worked till I literally felt sick, but I thought this is gonna, what it's going to take, it's what it's going to take, and then I never launched it because, <laughs> because it just never ended, and then I'd learned so much in that year and a half that I realized how rubbish the site actually was, you know, in terms of usability, in terms of SEO, in terms of there are other specialist resources, whereas I was just skimming on topics. There's other specialist resources where you could get the same information, but in more depth. And so that was a bit of a low point. And, and I thought, what, what, what am I supposed to do from here? I've just, I've embarrassed myself because I've told everyone about this. <laughs> you know, everyone's been talking about this amazing site Sandeep's creating. And it's going to change the world but the reality that i know is that it's absolutely rubbish and no one's going to really it's not going to generate any meaningful money maybe about ten dollars a month or something like that when the moment of realization came that a year and a half of sandip's work had gone to waste it was painful it was embarrassment shock that i could have got so deep into a project and not realized sooner and just kept chasing chasing that dream and um yeah, just, just, just thinking, you know, what shall I do now? Just, just a lot of disappointment and, and, and reflecting on, at the time I thought it was, you know, just wasted effort. But, you know, now when I look back, you know, it was all for a purpose. Um, but I just thought it was just a lot of disappointment. And I was on a real downer thinking, this is what I've created. And it's, you know, pulled my heart and soul into it. And it's just rubbish. <laughs> Which is, you know, I had, to, I had to look at it frankly like that. But despite this pretty depressing failure, Sandip didn't give up. He thought the best way to bounce back was to pour his energy into something else. However, this time he would do things differently. He'd outsource some of the work, do more research and definitely release it to the world much, much sooner. So I thought rather than um, dwelling on that, let, let me not waste any more time, bearing in mind how much time I've wasted already. I thought let me just get cracking straight away and start something new. Um, but now, one of the main changes that I was going to make is I was going to learn new things that I was afraid to learn before. This new business was a hair trading site. Yes, I said hair. It's simple. People grow their hair really long and use the site to sell it to hairdressers and wig makers, often for use in hair extensions. Looking on the site, long hair that hasn't been colour treated easily goes for $1,000. Buyandsellhair.com is still going. In fact, Sundip has outsourced everything, so he only has to spend an hour a month on it these days. Anyway, after about 18 months to two years, that site, buyandsellhair.com, was bringing in about what he was earning in his day job which meant he could easily consider quitting full-time employment. I was very eager to jump ship before that. And I thought, wow, I've done it, I've done it. And I wanted to celebrate early. You know, I just wanted to feel, and as, as ridiculous as this might sound, I wanted to show everyone as well, yeah, I've done it, I've made it. You know, I've left work now. All these years I've been talking about internet, my internet businesses, I finally made it. However, good growth doesn't guarantee future success, as Sandip was about to find out.
My, my first plan was to continue to grow it, but it seemed to have reached a peak and no matter what I tried, I think it was just purely based on the demand of that industry. It's quite a niche industry. Um, it, no matter what I tried, I couldn't get it above a certain point. And daily I would see, not daily, I'd say weekly or monthly, I was seeing the odd competitor arise here and there. And it wasn't a particularly competitive industry at the time. And that's what got me worried again. <laughs> so by this point, I'd left work and I thought, oh yeah, they had my little celebration. And then uh, as new competitors started entering the market, um, income started declining. And so that's, that was the next panic phase. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, so in addition to managing that website, I launched, I would say, I would launch something new every three or four weeks. You know, I was trying to launch too many businesses. You know, I was reading so many different blogs about different opportunities and I was chasing the next shiny object all the time and I wasn't spending adequate time on each site. The most websites he had on the go at any one time was about 10, he said. His whole model was based on having lots of what are known as thin affiliate sites. These are basic sites based solely around one product, such as one stand-up set up to review website templates for classified ads websites. A few of them stuck, but the majority didn't. He realised quitting his job had been a mistake. The first two months after I had left work, it was completely positive and I was you know, ecstatic about things. But then I realised the reality of it is it's not that easy. And um, despite, as, as I mentioned, despite me plugging away, inco- income wasn't increasing. And I was, <clears throat> in the back of my mind, I was thinking, damn, if I'd continued working, I could have had my, my online income in addition to what I was making at work. So <clears throat> what I actually started thinking about seriously was getting a secondary job as a security guard. But then after consulting everyone, uh, my brother, my wife, they said that's just going to completely destroy your routine. You know, you're going to be, you, you know, you're not going to be well rested. You're going to be stressed. You know, you're not struggling that much. And at the end of the day, if you do fall on hard times, you know, we can still support you. So that gave me the, the, the extra motivation. You know, it, was, it was a horrible feeling like, damn, I might end up being a burden if the worst happens. It was, it was a horrible feeling like that. But that's what pushed me to go back to my computer every single day and work as hard as I possibly could. He needed a change of strategy. I'm thinking too short term here. I'm just trying to create sites for a quick buck. Whereas <clears throat> what I need to do is build a real business, build a real brand and create genuine value for the customer so that they'll go on to recommending me. And so that's how I, how I entered the, the kind of next stage where I, and, and, and the businesses that I manage at the moment are, are all about that, creating the brand, creating an amazing customer experience and that being one of the primary driving forces of it. He's been able to implement all these lessons in the next site he made, gogetfunding.com a crowdfunding site for personal projects, which has been growing steadily since its launch in 2011. But he's not resting on his laurels. I'm still aware of the weaknesses that the business business faces, and you always need to be aware of your businesses. They call it the the SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And one thing that I concentrate on are the business's weaknesses. And I know GoGetFunding at the moment, you know, even though 
it has been ranked as one of the top crowdfunding sites. I know that there are a hell of a lot of weaknesses and there are so many things that I'm so desperate to improve and I've got people working around the clock um, working to improve that because it's every market that is profitable, there are going to be other people eyeing it up and looking to come at it to take a share and to do it even better. So you need to continually be working to get the edge on it. So I, I do always feel that discomfort. One thing he's learned is that there's a lot of really good advice out there for those who want it, but there's bad advice too. A lot of the material you read online is all about not giving up and keep plugging away, keep plugging away and it'll work. But that advice should be adjusted to say, Keep plugging away, but if what you're doing is not working, adjust and adapt. So yes, keep plugging away, that is absolutely true, but you need to adapt continuously, continuously adapt and test. Um, Even recently, you know, about a year ago, me and one of my business partners, we we launched a new business and um, it unfortunately failed, but you know, I I knew that within that business there was about 60-70% of failure because it was a totally new thing we were trying out. but a mistake I made there is we invested too heavily in development whereas now I know that okay if I'm launching into a new industry I should create a minimally minimally viable product to begin with to test the waters to get customer feedback see if there is that real demand for it and then iterate then improve so keep plugging away release things as quickly as possible don't wait years like I did and get feedback as quick as possible and that will help you adapt It's strange to think that even after everything he's been through, Sandip is still in many ways at the start of his entrepreneurial career. But hopefully, as his business grows, it won't be quite as turbulent as those first few years. That's it for episode five. Thanks again this week to the team at London Loves Business. The music we used in today's podcast is by Andy C. Cohen, who is on SoundCloud. If you liked this episode, please, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also check out our website at londonlovesbusiness.com, which features a story from this week's podcast, along with all our other business news and features. Finally, if you're an entrepreneur with a tale to tell and want to be featured in an upcoming episode on the next series of Entrepreneurd, drop us an email at entrepreneurd at londonlovesbusiness.com, as we're always on the lookout for new stories. Thanks and see you next week.